Hello and welcome to the B&A Catch-Up. I'm Kate, one of the staff team here, and I'm here with Wayne to talk about what happened at the gathering yesterday. If you weren't there... Uh, it, makes or, it, it makes it sound like something shocking happened. What a reminder. <laughs> so yesterday was Father's Day. Yep. So it's my annual, so two things. I, I ring my dad. Well I do, done. I might ring him. Oh, my times. dad only got a WhatsApp message. And my dad was asleep, so I haven't spoken to him. Okay. <laughs> Well, then I did ring later on, but then they'd gone out for dinner. Uh, I, I, so I ring my dad, and I get given a very large Toblerone. One year, Toblerone. I Toblerone. Why Toblerone? Is that your favourite chocolate, or is it just the most manly chocolate? Well, you see, because since the Yorkie campaign, you're not allowed to talk about manly chocolate anymore because it's all a bit like you know, it's a bit sexist. everyday sexism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not but, really. Okay. But I think Toblerone is a manly chocolate because it's supposed to look like mountains or something. I don't know why. Yeah, but, exploring um, kind of bear grills. And I, and kind I think of vibe. in my household. We're on a quick tangent, but I think in my household, Toblerone is associated with men and dads because I think Wendy's dad, my wife, I think he's a Toblerone man. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I, I might have to dig into that one, but I get a, a proper large Toblerone. Okay. You know, where each, where each sort of triangle is about is about as many calories as a Mars bar. Terrifying. Oh, but at the gathering yesterday, everyone got a Toblerone, didn't they? Uh, yeah, with, with a Bible verse. With a Bible verse. Oh, and what was the verse? Oh, they were all varied. There were lots of different Bible verses. Oh, so at one, uh, so everybody over six, every man over 16... Got a Toblerone with a Bible verse. One young gentleman who happened to be 10, I know, left with, had left with five Bible verses, therefore implying he'd somehow got his hands on five little mini Toblerones. Oh, but, sneaky. Yeah, but I Sneaking think he was probably going to be wired for the rest of the day. Great. And, I mean, Father's Day is a great day. Um, I know I, I was celebrating with my husband. He's recently become a dad. And a great day to celebrate our dads, but it's not an easy day for everyone, is it? And so what was, when we were planning and thinking ahead to yesterday, what was our kind of overall message that we wanted to share with people? So so all, all of the psychological research uh, says that actually your relationship, whether interesting whether you're male or female, your relationship with your father, your relationship with your mother is very important, but actually relationship with father is absolutely key. Um, if you look at, so I'm a member of the Beyond the Gate Little Church, if you look at um, stats for people in prisons, you will find that dysfunctional homes and the absence of fathers is a really big theme. Uh, and so, so we know that, that we have this Father's Day, but actually not all of us um, have a father who's present. Um, some people, you know, their, their father might have died when they were younger. So I have a dear friend of mine whose dad died when he was three. Who, um, and he always talks about his mother having been an amazing father and mother for him throughout his life um, when it comes to Father's Day. Some people, um, their fathers have died recently. Some people, their fathers were never there for them. Some people, their fathers are there and actually they don't feel like they've ever connected. So, so we celebrate, but we also recognize that in a fallen world, that our relation, this this relationship that seems to be hardwired into us to help define us, does isn't always the best. Mm. But what that then leads us to is the fact that actually God is Father, uh, and so in the Bible it says that God is the Father from whom every family on earth derives its name. Uh, and John in his um, gospel says, those who um, believed in his name, believe in Jesus' name, he gave the right to become children of God. So that actually, your story and my story of of fathers does it whether it be good or whether it be um difficult or anything in between doesn't have to be the father's story that defines us that we are invited into uh, a story with god as father that that um can redeem uh, and take um everything that's been good uh, about father about our experience of father and make it better and everything that's not been good and transform it so that's where we were headed which is actually 
there is a there is a good father, a good heavenly father for for whom uh, we can all um, we can all celebrate, with whom we can all celebrate, with all, and with whom we can kind of find an identity that frees us and makes us who we're supposed to be. Mm, amazing. And you talked a bit about the prodigal son. Am I right? Uh, yeah. So we um, we use the prodigal son in part one um, because there's two the the two sons. If you um, the prodigal son, as Luke tells it, there's the famous story of the because he's not really actually it's the the um, the, pro, the word prodigal comes from the word prodigious, which means to give away um, generously. So actually, in the, in the, in the parable, it's the father who is prodigal, who's prodigious. He's the one who gives away, and we always think about the younger son who wasted everything and came home. Um, but also there's two sons. There's an older brother who's always been home and is kind of slightly resentful and to whom the, the, the father is equally prodigious because he says, did you not know that everything I have is has always been yours? Uh, and so there's this experience that we have around potentially our relationship with God where, where we might have wandered back or wandered away and we need to come home to him like the younger brother or where actually we've been living there, you know, kind of in the kingdom but actually not realizing that everything of the kingdom is ours already and being a little bit resentful and so we use that story to say actually there's this amazing father who whatever our response to him has been is prodigious and wants to invite us into the party awesome so that was part one and then in part two um it was the first week wasn't it do you want to just give everyone a recap on what thirst is about for us at bna so so thirst is sort of like our uh, prayer and worship um, meeting, but we brought it into Sundays. Um, so we say that at BNA we say that Sundays are for the mission. Uh, they're not the mission. So Sundays is to enable us to follow Jesus better in the rest of the week and in the rest of our lives. Um, and, and our sense in terms of just the busyness of modern life was that actually if, if once a month we used our part to, to worship and to pray, um, it would just be, it'd be a really good thing for us all. Uh, and also, um, putting it bluntly, instead of having a prayer meeting where 10 or 15 people turned up, You've got everybody who's there on a Sunday. Uh, and so what we look to do in Thirst is we like we, we look to sort of push further in sung worship than we might do in part one, um, uh, which is kind of, um, it's just an opportunity uh, to, to lift our voices, to sing, to declare truth about who God is. And actually we know that, you know, the Bible says draw near to God and he will draw near to you. We know that when we do that, he draws near to us. And then we look to intercede and to pray. And then sometimes, and this happened yesterday, something happens that kind of changes where we thought we were headed and something else kind of wonderful happens. Oh, wow. So what did God do yesterday in part two? So when we planned part two, we decided to take um, part of Ephesians where Paul talks about grasping, about being rooted and established in love. Because of who God is, we can be rooted and established in love and we can grasp how high and wide and long and deep the love of, the love of God in Christ is. And the power that comes with that, and so we 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 we, we started with that reading, uh, and then we we prayed for James, the other vicar, who was at another church yesterday, preaching about healing, and so we prayed for him that Jesus would be at work through his words, and and that healing would break out in the church that he was visiting. But then we decided, well, I say we decided, I decided, well, actually, we could have that here. So we then said, well, let's just start praying for healing here and now, and then we went into worship. Um, and the idea is that we were going to worship and pray for one another a bit, and then we, for about fifty percent of our time, and then for the rest of the time, we were going to pray for all of our little churches. Uh, and what happened was uh, a member of the church family, who twice now in the last month the Lord has used her personal uh, experience and, and difficulties to break something open. A member of the church family came up to me and said, "I, I have a kind of sense of a, a word or something I kind of want to share with the church family." And she ran it by me, and I was like, "Yeah." 
So if I tell you, so a few weeks ago, she'd contacted me and she was, um, she'd been ill and said, when I come to church on Sunday, could I be prayed for for healing? And I said, yep. And I woke up on Sunday morning and thought, I must bring oil with me because it says in the Bible, if anybody's sick, call the elders. They will anoint with oil and pray for healing. So I had this little tub of oil uh, and church had started and that particular person wasn't there yet. And, and, um, and, and I was... And before they turned up, I was saying, oh, I've got this tub of oil. And I kind of felt the Lord say, well, actually, let's let's do anointing with oil for healing for anybody who wants it. So at the end of that gathering, I said, if anybody wants physical healing, we're going to anoint with oil today. And there was a whole queue of people who came up. And you could just see the Lord at work, people who mm. experienced healing, but also people who experienced God's presence in a really powerful mm. way. Amazing. So, totally amazing. So it was a few weeks ago. So she says yesterday, this one to share something. And uh, and told me about it, and I said, "Yeah." So we got on stage, handed the microphone, and um, she told the story of um, having fallen ill and it being a slow recovery and it being really difficult. But in that, choosing to pursue God and His presence and Him above everything else, and how that even in the midst of still ill health, that she was just so aware of God with her and about how He was all that mattered and and wanting to pursue Him. And in that moment, you were like, oh, I, you're, when you're doing my job, you're going, okay, so this is where we're going now. And so what we did is we got her to pray over everybody. Uh, and then we kind of w- waited on the Lord. And and then sort of in that space, some words were given out around restoration and healing um, and also kind of living out kingdom values. And then you just kind of build space for people to pray. And we went back into worship. And... Um, and what thirst gives us the ability to do is is take a sort of um, it's like a it's like a decent soak in a bath actually to kind of just build some space to allow God to move and to allow Him to set the agenda. So even though you might have planned something, um, and some most you know eight out of ten times it'll run as it should, um, but sometimes it all goes actually no this is what I want to go and you've got the space to be able to go right let's go there. Um, and for me looking back it kind of built on where we were going in part one so in part one we were saying our identity is in god the father that's who we are children of the living god and in part two we were going are we going to let that god who loves us and who calls us father to remake our hearts and to to renew us and to restore us and to bring freedom to where maybe we're hurting or we're tired or we're broken um yeah so that was kind of yesterday cool. sounds great um just I think there's loads in that for anyone listening who missed out and the great thing is is even if you weren't there you're able to receive and to know God as your father today do you want to just pray for us as we kind of close yeah let's uh, let's do that. So uh, wherever you are, close your eyes. This is what we say. Well, this is what we say at the gathering. Close your eyes, hold out your hands. Uh, not unless you're driving. <laughs> In which case, please don't. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, but actually, when this is the whole thing, actually, why we sing, why we move physically. Um, it, when we do something with our bodies, quite often our hearts and our minds follow. So you might want to hold out your hands where you are. And we just simply pray, come Holy Spirit. We pray that you would pour into our hearts um, what it is to be a child of God the love that comes from the Father who welcomes us home and invites us in. And we pray that we will be up for the journey with you of being remade, uh, being renewed, being restored, being healed, being set free. Amen. Amen. That was the catch up. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>